Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. The No Diva Rule Written by Bob Ramsey My friend in the music business told me their staff were sent an artist profile whenever the company signed a new rising star. In the bottom right-hand corner was a little box with the letters DQ. This stood for Diva Quotient, with the number 1 being a treat to work with and 10, run for your life. I was reminded of the Diva Quotient after reading three unrelated reports last weekend. Dr. Gillian Horton's column on brilliant doctors who are bad actors. Major Kelly Brennan's testimony that her lover, General Jonathan Vance, ordered her to lie about their relationship, or there would be consequences. Scott Rudin, the Hollywood and Broadway producer and one of the vilest bosses in the industry, is stepping back from active participation in his projects and is profoundly sorry for his behaviour. These three woeful tales aren't just stories of abuse of power, but of abuse of talent. Said Gillian Horton, If one ever asks why exactly was so-and-so allowed to continue to throw those scalpels or demean those residents or sexually harass the nurses, well, you see, he's a brilliant clinician who brings a lot of money into the institution. In other words, the more brilliant you are, the more you can get away with. If you're a good surgeon or singer and your behavior is bad, you'll likely be shunted off somewhere eventually. But if you're a really good surgeon or singer, that's harder to do. And if you're a brilliant surgeon or a prima donna assoluta, you're bulletproof. Said Major Brennan, Mr. Vance told me he was untouchable. Dr. Horton bemoans the idea that character is an afterthought when it comes to talent. But for those of us who believe the opposite, I have good and surprising news. It's the same kind as the connection between more women on boards and better corporate performance, and sustainable investments offering higher financial returns than investments in fossil fuel companies. In other words, virtue is not just its own reward. It brings financial rewards too. As for the connection between character and brilliance, I don't think Scott Rudin's worst detractors would say he was a bad producer. But other producers have made films every bit as good as The Social Network and No Country for Old Men, or plays as good as The Book of Mormon, without practicing abuse on an industrial scale. Before his Shakespearean fall last week, Rudin's fans would point to his obsessiveness, his perfectionism, his ability to dominate and therefore see his vision through that made his films so good. This is not only wrong, it's self-destructive and nuts. We've been carrying around this myth of the link between great talent and bad behavior for too long. It's time to let it go. For the past 30 years, I've dealt with hundreds of authors in producing Ramsey Talks. A thimbleful are jerks. The vast majority are just happy to get the job done. 
None of them has a tiny ego. How could you have and compete in those booker and best-selling leagues? But they've learned to keep their egos in check. They've also learned that the world has changed astoundingly since 2017, when Jody Cantor and Meg Tui first outed Harvey Weinstein, and even more since last year and the rise of BLM and BIPOC. Not only do nice guys no longer finish last, because more and more bad guys are getting caught being bad. But we're seeing the first slivers of evidence that nice guys can finish first. In other words, character really isn't an afterthought to performance, as Gillian Horton bemoans in the world of brilliant surgeons. In a world where the rules of conduct are changing day by day, it seems that character is an essential part of it. There's now promising evidence that the better your character, the better your performance. Jared Seitz teaches at the Ivy Business School. He writes about how critical good character is to good business. He points to the role that bad character at the top played in creating the global financial crisis of 2008, and how it played a big role in the scandals at Chevron, Nestle, Turing Pharma, Volkswagen, and Wells Fargo. He's not writing about producers, surgeons, army generals, or opera singers, but he might as well be. They all work in highly bureaucratic organizations, some even resembling vertical Balkan republics. Maybe someday soon, the idea that brilliance forgives character will be as attractive as leeches and bloodletting are as cures for the plague. Maybe someday soon after, it will be replaced by an even more radical idea that brilliance not only tolerates good character, it demands it. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to ramseyinc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.